Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. A bottle of Lucas Complete Fuel Treatment can clean your system and help your engine get more MPGs. Right now, you can get two bottles for only $9.99. A great deal to help you go a great deal farther. Find Lucas Complete Fuel Treatment and everything you need for better fuel efficiency at any one of our 6,300 stores. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we've got a tremendous show for you tonight as we're going to be hitting all the baseballs, really, aside from baseball, because, well, they are not going to get the World Series started until Friday, so have no fear. We're going to have you guys covered on that tomorrow. But we've got you guys covered with a lot of football tonight. We're going to be taking a look at some UFC. We're going to be diving into the college realm of things. We're going to be taking a look at NBA and actually going to be talking a little NBA here in segment number one because we did see an injury from the late games that you do want to be noted upon as well. And we'll wrap it up the night here on VSIN slash going into the very early morning. So first one to see this. So I'll certainly give you guys my thoughts there. But coming up in 15 minutes, we're going to be joined by a great panel as you've got Tom Caselli over at Action Network and Mark Drumheller of Yahoo. They are going to be joining me. We're going to be taking a look at some college football. We're going to be talking some NFL. And with Mark, we're going to be diving into UFC this week as well. Not quite as big as the card that we saw in Abu Dhabi, but that said, still a solid card, so we're going to try to find you guys some winners there. Our number two, Mackenzie Kramer. He does great work over at ESPN, mainly doing work for their stats and information sort of hub, and on top of that, he does a great job taking a look at things for the Daily Wager as well. He's going to be joining me, and a lot of people, they're focusing on Week 8, but 
going to do something a little bit different with McKenzie because something that McKenzie does that is absolutely terrific is he does a great job of being able to take a look at some of these look-at lines. So while everyone's taking a look at Week 8, he's trying to honor some value in Week 9 of the NFL. So no question, we're going to be hitting upon some of the Week 8 games, but also going to be taking a look forward to Week 9, trying to find some value because if you're able to get like a point or two extra right now, rather than if you'd wait until after the Sunday games, I do think that that's very important. So we're going to be doing that in our number two. And then in our number three, Brad Thomas, he does great work over at NBC Sports Bet and Scott Reichel. They're going to be joining me. We're going to be taking a look at everything that we're getting in the NBA right now. Take a look at some plays for Thursday. And then we're going to get their thoughts on really both brands of football, the NFL and college. So we've got a tremendous three hours for you guys. And just before I came on the air, I was taking in these Portland Trailblazers and Miami Heat games along with, just he said, fall off of the LA Lakers. And if you faded the Lakers right now, it is in the fourth quarter as I'm doing this live. The Nuggets are up by a count of 86 to 76, but hey, at elevation, they look like they're starting to get tired and this looks like it's going to be another not so great performance. But really the big takeaway from the night right now is that Damian Lillard, star for the Portland Trailblazers, he left with a right calf strain. We are waiting to see if there's a little bit more information on this, if it's something more than a little bit of a strain, or if it's perhaps something a little bit more serious. So if I get any notes, I will pass those along to you guys. But that's something that we do see a lot of in the NBA. You just see a lot of guys are a little bit injury prone. I know that Anthony Davis was dealing with a little bit of something. He was a bit shaken up in that game against the Denver Nuggets as well. And I do think that that is something very important in terms of handicapping as well. Just taking a look at how you'd adjust to a team if their best player is out. This is another reason this Portland Trailblazers game is why you do want to be taking a look at in-game if you can occasionally as well. Now, no question, the Heat, they were dominating this game to start with, but once Damian Lillard goes out, floodgates have really opened here in the fourth quarter, which Lillard has now played. It's been a 19-6 run to begin the quarter for the Miami Heat, so that's really something that you're able to utilize if you're in-game betting the NBA because, and with Lillard, 22 points in 26 minutes now that he's been off the floor, it's been very much a sad and embarrassing display now for the Portland Trailblazers, a team that actually came into this game 4-0, and they were able to get guys like Anthony Simons going. You were even seeing Justice Winslow be able to put up some numbers in this game as well, and that is always a question that you've got to have. How strong is the strongest link of a team? Because we are noticing this with the NFL as well, because there have been two notable teams in the NFL that have struggled, and it's been a pair of quarterbacks that have been there, done that. A pair of guys that have won Super Bowls, and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. We've got to be taking a look at them and wondering, all right, has the strongest link really fallen off or is it the guys around them? And I do think that in both of those ordeals, it's a little bit of both with Tom Brady. He's clearly missing guys like Rob Gronkowski, even though Gronkowski was a little bit more at an advanced age, just the chemistry that he had with them, being able to know that there was a guy that he was able to go to on third down because the tight end spot this year for the Buccaneers. It has fallen off, especially with Cameron Bray dealing with a whole bunch of injuries as well. They used to have O.J. Howard in the fold. They don't have him anymore, so that has caused for some issues. They were without Mike Evans for a week, though he himself had a little bit of drop. And then with the Green Bay Packers, no question about it, just a massive crater from what they had last season. You had Devontae Adams and not necessarily a whole heck of a lot else 
Now you trade away Devontae Adams and trying to form Alan Lazard into a number one wide receiver, and that's just not going to work out, and I think that that poses a big question. All right, when you have your top guy taking a little bit of fall, how does that affect the rest of the team and or in some of these cases, like I was mentioning with the Portland Trailblazers and Damian Lillard, if you have your top player out of the fold and Damian Lillard, how far down the line is that going to drop them? And I do think that is very important in terms of the NBA as well, because with the NBA, there's something called load management that it really does take hold. You've got to figure that at some point this season, we're going to see like Kawhi Leonard take off a few games for the Clippers. You hope that he's able to have a nice clean bill of health, that he's able to stay out there as much as humanly possible. But we know that he's probably not going to be playing 82 games this season. You got to figure that on a few back-to-backs, he's going to be getting a little bit of rest and just taking a look at how they're going to be going moving forward. I think it's so important with this because we're seeing it with the Portland Trail Blazers right now with load off the floor. They have very much struggled and it's always the age old question of taking a look at things. And I do think that it's most prevalent when it comes to like college basketball and mid-major guys. I still go back to this example a few years ago. There's, if you remember betting Campbell basketball back in like the 2018, 2019 season, you had a guy by the name of Chris Clements. He put in 30 points per contest. He was the entire Campbell team and a Campbell team that was actually halfway decent out there. I remember, I think that they were either the number one or the number two seed in the Big South tournament that year, but you had nobody else on the team that was averaging more than 12 points per contest. Everything ran through him. Whenever Chris Clemens was off, off the floor, if you were able to get a live betting line because oh, they're in the Big South, you're going to get fewer live betting opportunities than, say, in the NBA, the NFL, these notable teams. Heck, even just like your mid-major college basketball teams, like in the Atlantic 10, you're going to find that much more than like a Big South. But whenever Chris Clements would be off the floor, that's probably when you probably want to take a stab on, on another team. And I do think that it is always a balancing act with this because you do have some teams that sometimes they rise up because I mentioned now Aaron Rodgers has had struggles this year without Devonta Adams. If you take a look prior to this year, I think that the Green Bay Packers were something like 6-0 and in their first six ever games without Devonta Adams on the field since they had drafted him. So they were able to have a little bit of success. And if you look inside those numbers, because that was something that I was taking a look at as well. That came up when they played that game against the Arizona Cardinals back when they were undefeated last year, which it feels like we're going through time to say that the Arizona Cardinals were like, the last unbeaten team in the NFL, but that was just last season. But you could tell that it was something that wasn't necessarily sustainable. You had a lot of other things at play, but it was always something to take a look at. And it's been revealed this year that, you know what, it is a case where it is a rather big falloff, but you've got to wonder if now the falloff that we've been having accounted for, if it's a little bit too big, because right now, Biggest underdog on the board for this NFL Sunday, it is Green Bay Packers. Being between an 11 and 11.5 point underdog, you got a team that's relatively close in the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're getting 10.5 pretty much across the board against the Philadelphia Eagles. But you got to wonder, with Aaron Rodgers, for one, how big of a fall-off is it that he doesn't have Devonta Adams anymore? And two, how much of the fall-off is him? Because I do think that with Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, we try to sort of put them in the same mold in terms of their struggles. And I do think that one is just deterioration in general. And Tom Brady, he's dirting balls that he's never has before in his career. Now, he's been dealing with some injuries as well. Weapons aren't quite the same, so you're able to relate both guys a little bit on that front, but I don't think that you can necessarily do the same thing. And with Aaron Rodgers, just a case in which 
I mean, how many wide receiver cores are right now worse than the Green Bay Packers? No question about it. I would put like the New York Giants being a little bit worse when you're having from week to week a guy like a Darius Slayton be their top guy. You should have Kenny Galladay have to wear a ski mask every single time he takes a field because he is completely stealing money from that organization. Yet somehow, someway, the New York Giants, they are putting like paper clips together like MacGyver and somehow, someway, they're pulling out wins. So credit where credit is due. And no question, they've got a nice ground game in Saquon Barkley. That's probably something that the Packers should utilize with a guy by the name of Aaron Jones, who's been very solid for this Packers team and has been underutilized, in my opinion. Meanwhile, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so no question, when they had Antonio Brown actually out there on the field last season, when they had Rob Gronkowski, you're able to go down the line, they were much more solid. He still has weapons that I would consider to be average to above average. They need to do a better job of scheming up the run game. That's more or less on Byron Leftwich than anything else, but I do think that it is a case where With Tom Brady, it's just a case where you have to say absolutely nothing else. I've said it on this show this week a few times that I'll say it again. What you can attribute Tom Brady to falling off to is something that it's just so simple that if the name didn't say Tom Brady and you utilize this explanation, it would make total sense. Tom Brady is a 45-year-old man trying to play quarterback in the NFL. I mean, it's easy enough to explain that fall off. And if, once again, if it was anyone else, we would be like, yeah, you know what? That sounds about right. But because it is Tom Brady, because we've seen him be able to challenge father time for so long, it sounds a little bit more outlandish. But I do think that just taking a look at top guys and seeing how a team responds to them, being out of the fold, being a little bit less sane, I do think that that is very, very important because they always say that your team is only as strong as your weakest link. Well, sometimes your team is also dictated, the ceiling of a team is dictated by your strongest link link as well. And we're seeing that right now with the Packers and the Buccaneers. And for that matter, a team in the Portland Trailblazers that is now without Damian Lillard. And we're going to be talking more football next as Mark Drummeller of Yahoo Sports and Tom Casale of Action Network going to be joining me to take a look at some college football next and then some NFL on the flip side as well here on VEASAN Esports Betting Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my my dance, <laughs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy... Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Watch football with a little bit more on the line by playing for free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness. Set up your lineup and watch the action unfold as you play for your share of $115,000 all season long. Guinness made of more terms and conditions and all the eligibility restrictions. They do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As we're back here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Being joined now by Mark Drummeller, does great work over at Yahoo Sports. And likewise for Tom Caselli, over at Action Network, and Tom, we're going to lead off with you this week, take a look at some college football, since I know you've got quite a few plays on the board, and I do think that this is an intriguing one. It's one of the tighter games that we're going to be finding Cincinnati and Central Florida, the classic ranked team going up against an unranked team, with the unranked home team being a very slight favorite with Central Florida, being between a one and a half, seeing size of two-point favorite, seeing a couple ones out there as well, so about a one-point differential between the high mark and the low mark right now. So clearly a little bit of disagreement in the betting market right now. What are you saying on this one? Just because with Central Florida, not a great showing last week, but at the same time, I do think that this could be a get-right spot for them at home. Yeah, you know, I'm going against the the smart money here. I know the the line's going towards Central Florida. I, I give Cincinnati a big edge in the coaching department. And I'm not sold on UCF's quarterback against better teams. So I know Cincinnati's schedule hasn't been that tough, but that's a team I thought with all the losses from last season, as the year moves on, is a team I'd be looking to back because I think with a good coach and Luke Fickle, they're going to continue to get better. So I just, I haven't been too impressed with UCF. It went back to that Louisville game where they kind of got on my radar as a team I would look to go against in the right spots. So this is one of those spots. I think Cincinnati's the better team. I think it'll be a close game, but I like Cincinnati to get the win on the road as a short uh, underdog. Yep, and with Cincinnati, they are the ranked team in this one, and Clearly not the world's greatest ordeal for Central Florida coming off of a bad loss against East Carolina as well. So we shall see how that plays out. 
Mark, I know you've got to play for Thursday, which we always love that. It's a little bit of a shorter slate whenever you get these Thursday-Friday games, and action is going to be coming back as well, so that's going to be a lot of fun. But that said, we've got Utah and Washington State. Washington State is the home team, and they are a touchdown underdog against Utah. I think that we would both agree the better team in this spot is Utah, but the question is, can they go into Pullman and win? Because it is sort of a tricky spot going on the road in Pullman, a little bit more of a, shall we say, difficult place to get to. Yeah, I I agree with that, but I think, you know, we're seeing a a little bit too much credit being given to the home field advantage here, uh, you know, with Washington State. I like Utah to come in here on the road and really make a statement. You know, they're coming off the bye week and, you know, after the huge win against USC. So it's, you know, traveling off the bye week, not the same as, you know, coming off a game on Saturday. So I think it's a little bit of an advantage there. And just when you look at these two teams, uh, you know, Utah averaging over 40 points per game and Washington State really sputtering on offense. You know, they they allow a ton of sacks because they're one dimensional. They can't run the ball. Their last home game against Cal only averaged 2.9 yards per carry, one of the worst rushing teams in the Pac-12. And I really think they're going to struggle here running the ball. And and when you're one-dimensional, you allow that Utah defense to just kind of tee off on you. And they really can't take advantage of where we saw Utah struggle, which is defending the run. So I really think this matchup plays well for Utah. I think they're going to score a lot of points here. Kyle Whittingham has always been successful, 67% at Utah off the bye. So I think they're going to be well-prepared in a wide-open Pac-12, really being able to make a statement here. I think they're going to score, you know, upwards towards 40 points, 35, 40 points. And I just don't think Washington State has the offense to keep up. They just got off back-to-back losses against Oregon State and USC, where they only scored 10 and 14 points. So I think Utah is going to be able to pull away in this one. So I laid the touchdown on the road. And the Wisconsin win for Washington State, it is not really age as well as I'm sure that they nor the Pac-12 was hoping for as well. And let's stay out there in the Pac-12 because you've got the most harebrained total on the board. And Tom, I know that you've got a little bit of a take on this game as it's USC and Arizona. Arizona, they're between about a 15 to a 15 and a half point underdog. What really catches my eye here is the total of between 76 and 76 and a half. And typically when you get totals this big, it's like, you got to be kidding me. But I see where the bookmakers are coming from. Arizona has been giving up points of plenty. USC, ever since Lincoln Riley has taken over, he takes with him his quarterback from Oklahoma and and have been putting up points of plenty. Where do you stand on this game? Because, I mean, typically when I see a total like this, I immediately think it's a little bit of an overreaction, but I actually think it's warranted in this spot. Yeah, I mean, USC, I think this is a get-right spot for USC. They came off the tough Utah loss, had a bye week, Now they're playing a team that flat out can't stop their offense. I've gone against USC a few times this year because I think their defense is overvalued and overrated, but this isn't the team that's going to bother them. You look at Arizona, they gave up 49 points to Cal, Oregon, and Washington. Uh, I mean, with all due respect to those teams, I think USC's offense is even better, even better than Oregon. So I think they're going to score, they're going to score, and they're going to score. I would look at even the first half if you don't want to lay the points. I got 14. I took it right away. This is my favorite play of the week. It's up to 15, 15 and a half. You know, if you're worried about a backdoor cover, I think even even a first half line, because I think USC is going to come out hot and they're going to blow the doors off Arizona. And then I'll throw this one to you as well, Mark. Any sort of a lean on this one? Just because when it comes to this total, I do think that 
Typically with high totals like this, it's sort of like, man, they went up a little bit too high. But I do think that in this case, it's warranted. And when you do see high totals like this in most sports, typically, honestly, there's a lot of people that think, oh, it's too high. They bet the under, but it typically winds up hitting. Yeah, I agree with you there. You know, typically in the 70s, historically, I I think they only go over around 35%. You know, so it's always something that you kind of watch out for when you see it in the 70s. But with these two teams, I mean, USC, like Tom said, you know, coming off that loss, they can come out and score 80 themselves. I mean, I don't think they're going to take the foot off the gas at all in this game. And Arizona, very soft defensively. So I think we could see the type of game where, you know, hey, these teams just come out firing going at each other. Obviously, uh, you know, USC has the explosive offense to kind of pull away. I like them in the game as well, but, you know, they're not going to shut Arizona down completely defensively, so Arizona's going to get their points, but I'd expect a very big number. Even team total on the USC side probably has some value. And then another team has been putting up a lot of points this year. That'd be Wake Forest. And, Tom, I know that you've got a little bit of play in this game as Wake Forest between a three-and-a-half to a four-point favorite Twelve's game is 64, and for Wake Forest, the defense has actually been halfway decent. Sands that Clemson game, which it went to multiple overtime, so that threw things out of whack a little bit, but they've been able to put up at least 31 points each other the last five weeks. For Louisville, a little bit more of a defense-oriented style. They don't quite have the explosive passing game that they've had in the past, but still relatively solid under Cunningham as well. So what's your take on this game? Because I do think that it's one of the more underrated and sneaky ones of the week. Yeah, I took uh, the points with Louisville at home, getting over a field goal. I thought what you said, I think, is, is my reasoning. I think they can, you know, muddy this game up, slow it down, not go score for score with Wake Forest, which is what they like. And you know, you look at the Demon Deacons; they've only played two road games, only one 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 road game in the past month. Uh, they got a nice win at Florida State. The other was at Vanderbilt. So they've had a, a lot of their games have been at home this year. Now they go on the road, play, I think, which is one of the best defenses they will see all season. So I think Louisville runs the football. I think they, you know, they slow this game down. They play defense. I think it's going to be a tight game. So I got it at four. I, I like it at over that field goal. If it goes under that three points, I don't like it as much. Yep, and we were talking a little bit earlier in this segment about a game with a total of between about 76 and a half, some as high as the 77, and it's very rare that on the board you see a total less than half of the top total on the board, but we have got that, and Mark, I'm not sure if you've got any play on this one, but I do think that it's one of the more fascinating games of the week. Northwestern and Iowa. Iowa between an 11 and 11 and a half point favorite. Tom's game is 37 and a half. Certainly Northwestern, ever since they won out in the continent of Europe out in Ireland they have been disappointing at the same time I just don't know if I was going to be able to score enough to be able to cover a double digit line yeah I mean they should have an over under on how long people are actually going to watch this game to be honest with you it's going to be tough on the eyes but you know I do think when you look at these two teams the the number is warranted I think it's the lowest total if it closes at 31 30 I think that might be the lowest total in college football history so it's an interesting game uh you know you almost wonder if you know Iowa's at the point offensively of where they don't just go for broke right and just try some you know crazy stuff you know and, and really just try try to get some points on the board somehow it, I feel bad for their defense you know their defense is really uh played well and it's just like the offense continues to put them in a hole but I, I do think it's an interesting game as far as you know where this total closes and if the game actually goes under but I wouldn't bet over on this game for anything, man. These two offenses are pretty bad. 
Yeah, to your point, this is a total that here at Circa, where I sit right now, the opener was 31 and a half. I mean, even with how bad these offenses are, you can't go under on 31 and a half. Now that you've had the line movement go up, feel a little bit better about that under, a little bit more wiggle room because, man, just so tough to be able to get that when you've got the clock stopping on first downs. But the clock doesn't stop on first downs in the NFL. We're going to be talking about that with Tom and also we're going to be talking about that with Tom and Mark next here on VEASAN Esports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are the fresher and simpler way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering a smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zinn understands that there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline's a little bit different. Everyone's on their own journey. But when you feel like you're ready to take that first step forward towards change, Zinn is going to be there for you. Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That is EYN.com. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine. It is addictive chemicalized. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined now by Tom Casali of Action Network and Mark Drummeller. He does terrific work over at Yahoo Sports. And before we dive into the rest of the NFL card, I do think that we're obliged to talk a little bit about Thursday Night Football as it is going to be the Ravens and the Buccaneers who are going to be doing battle with the Buccaneers finding themselves as a very slight favorite here. You're getting them between a one and one and a half point favorite. Do you have anything on this game, Mark? I'll lead off with you because we have seen quite a bit of a line move over the last 24 or so hours. Yeah, I'm back in the bucks here um, in this spot. I just think, you know, how long is are these struggles with Tampa going to last, right? It starts there. Like, we know Tom Brady um, is going to have the come-to-Jesus meeting with Byron Leftwich, and they're going to figure out, you know, the running on early downs and, and a better way to kind of for this offense to attack. Obviously, it's a little different with the offensive line struggles, but we saw them kind of mix in uh, – you know, Rashard White, take Fournette out of the fold in those short yardage situations. That has helped. So I think we see more of that. And I think the offense gets going. And, and you know, what do we know about Baltimore, right? You know, they, they drop leads like they're burning their fingers. Like, you know, that's 31st in second half points allowed. Dead last in fourth quarter points allowed. Allow over 10 points in the fourth quarter. So I just can't trust them in this spot um, against Tampa. Even though Tampa's been struggling, I think eventually, you know, they're going to get it right, you know, and I think that Tom Brady is going to make sure that they get it right. We saw what he did to Bruce Arians. I don't think anyone else wants to end up like that. So I think he gets things moving here this week against, you know, a Baltimore defense that no Clayus Campbell. They have some injuries on that, and both teams pretty banged up. Mark Andrews might not play for the Ravens. He's not practicing. So I think there's opportunity here for Tampa to get right. They're not going to solve all their problems, but I think they can do enough to win this game. And Tom, do you have anything on Thursday Night Football as well? Because been an interesting line, to say the least, at this time about 24 hours ago, the Baltimore Ravens, they were the team finding themselves more around a one and one and a half point favorite. Now they find themselves the underdog. Yeah, I mean, I lean the under here. I mean, almost 46 points with these two teams. Uh, I think that's a line that was made uh, in week one uh, for what we expected. The Bucks six and one to the under. We've said it on here before. That's the way until this offense shows life. The way to bet Tampa Bay because their totals are overvalued, overvalued because of Brady. But then you look at uh, the Ravens. The Ravens' offense hasn't been that good recently. 
four unders in a row. So, you know, I, I don't know, 46, I know everyone's betting the primetime unders now that that's become a thing. I just think 45 and a half, 46 is a little bit too much here. You know, as Mark said, no Mark Andrew, if he doesn't play, that's a huge blow to the Ravens because they already have issues at receiver and Lamar Jackson looks to Andrews all the time. They can't run the ball at all. They got a little better last week with Gus the bus in there, but I don't know how much running they're going to do against this Bucks defense. So I lean under 45 and a half here. And even Gus, who you mentioned a little bit earlier, Gus Edwards, he's been dealing with a little bit of ailment as well. Mitch missed much of the season, was able to come out last week, looked relatively solid, but seems like he's dealing with a little bit of ailment as well. And then I'll throw this one at you, Mark, because it's a interesting game between the Miami Dolphins and the Detroit Lions. This is one where the Dolphins in most spots open up a three-point favorite. We're seeing this go up to a three and a half and very high total on this game as we got a total of right around 51 to 51 and a half. I believe that this is the highest total on the board as we sit here right now. What are you saying on this? Because with Detroit, they've been able to show some fight on offense, but things seem to be regressing a little bit for them. Some of the injuries that they've had at the halfback spot has certainly been hurting them. And for Miami, didn't love what I saw against Pittsburgh, but just being able to get Tua out there on the field and getting him back in rhythm, I felt like was big for them. Yeah, I think that's really the key here is, you know, you have two in now with a full game under his belt. And I think this number here is short. You know, I was part of the, the party that kind of hit it at three. Now it's a three and a half. I would play it again. Like, I think the Dolphins are the side here. Uh, you know, it not really much has changed um, in Detroit from last year. When you look at this defense, you know, they're 31st in DVOA, 31st in success rate allowed. Uh, you know, they are last in the league in net EPA per play, last in the league in net success rate. So um, they're a pretty bad football team. I know they showed a little fight earlier in the season, putting up some points, but I think that was a little more smoke and mirrors. And when you look at just how this game sets up, you know, you have a Miami team coming in. You know, they have, you know, Tyreek Hill. They have Jalen Waddle. They have a lot of speed on the outside. They're going to be playing on this fast track at Ford Field, right? So I think that's going to help them out offensively in this game. I think they're going to score a ton of points. When you look at the three games at Ford Field, um, you have totals, combined scores of 63, 73, and 93. So I think we could see the Dolphins again, high 30s. Score in the 40s. You know, Seattle put 48 up against this Detroit team. Even Carson Wentz put up 27, you know, with the commanders against this Lions defense. So I think we're going to see a lot of points for Miami. And it's going to force Detroit to play perfect, to kind of keep pace. And the one thing we know about the Detroit Lions, they're very imperfect. So I expect them to, to kind of, you know, turn the ball over and do the things that they've been doing ever since Dan Campbell's been there. And that's just going to help Miami pull away here and get the victory. The question is, how many kneecaps will be bit in this game? The over and under <laughs> is one and a half. So we shall see there. And what's even better than that game show is the game show that we play with you every week. Tom, as it's sweeping the nation, do we fade? Good old Mr. Nathaniel Hackett as the Jacksonville Jaguars are two and a half point favorite. And it's now going international because this is a game that's now out there at Wembley Stadium. So it's no longer sweeping the nation. It's going worldwide. And is this another spot in which we fade the Denver Broncos? Because I can tell you right now, here in a two and a half, I cannot take a look at the Denver Broncos right now, even with Russell Wilson apparently doing lunges for four hours on an airplane. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, it's funny, guys, because I, I bet more college sports, basketball, and football. I'm more selective in the NFL. And I saw my, rec my uh, record on my app today, and I said, I'm hitting 80% in the NFL. And I'm like, what? And I looked, and I realized all I'm doing is betting a player proper, too, and I'm fading Nathaniel Hackett every week. That seems I seem to have found the winning method of NFL gambling. Fade <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett. Remember, I got the early line on the 49ers plus two, so I'm 6-1 and one betting against them. I think this team, I say it every week, man, they're in a lot of trouble. Now you're going to take this long plane ride to London where there's reports that he's already going to get fired on Monday if they lose. Jerry Judy's not happy. Russell Wilson's doing high knees in the aisle. Of, I mean, I, my, my youth kids do high knees. So I I think, that first of all, I think Wilson could have played last week. Let's put that right out there. He could have played last week. Um, no coach is ever looking out for the best interest of the player. If he could have played, it, but I, I think that Nathaniel Hackett, took him out. I think this team is divided. I think they're going on a long plane trip. They're not going to get off. Uh, Jacksonville, they're finding ways to lose, but their four losses are by eight points or less. They've had leads. They've blown it. And one thing to watch out, this Broncos defense has been on the field all season. They're last in scoring. They're not keeping dry. Sooner or later, three starters are already out, no depth. That defense won't be as good as it's been through the first seven games. I think Jacksonville wins this game easily. Yep, I do still take a look at the under even with those defensive woes for Denver because, I mean, for as bad as Denver has been on offense, the defense has been rock solid, and even if they take a little bit of a step down, I don't have any faith that Denver is going to be able to put up a pair of touchdowns to really be able to push this total over as well. So I'm right there with you on the fade with Nathaniel Hackett and just a spot in which I don't know if I'll play the under or not, but I'm certainly not going to be taking a look at the over. Mm -hmm. but, and this might this might be our last week of playing the game. <laughs> he, might, he might be fired Sunday night. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm surprised that he's lasted that long. I me too. I would have canned him after he <laughs> attempted that 64-yard field goal, so... Trust me, it's not something where I think it's unwarranted by any stretch of the imagination. And it seems like, Mark, you're on a little bit of an under as well. Sunday Night Football, we've got the Packers and the Bills. I personally think that it's a little bit disrespectful that we've got Aaron Rodgers as the biggest underdog on the board, especially considering the Steelers have to play an undefeated Philadelphia Eagles team. I would set them as a little bit of a bigger underdog in this spot as well. But total scheme is 47 and a half. Packers offense has been just all over the place. Defense, it's gotten some bad raps. I think that's still been able to do an okay job. Tell me what you like in this one because I'm taking a look at the Packers catching between 11 and 11 half. Yeah, well, Aaron Rodgers has been pretty disrespectful to, to his backers the past yeah. couple of weeks because they they've just seem like they're spiraling out of control. But I agree with you. I think the number is kind of like right where I make it. Like, I think it's it's a little high, but, you know, you, obviously we're not going to give the Packers a ton of support. But I like the under here. I think if you look at the last four games, Buffalo's defense really tightening it up. Kansas City only scored 20 points against this team. You know, what do we think that Green Bay is going to do here? I think you get a real low number. Uh, Buffalo only exceeded 24 points uh, once in the last four weeks. So I think you see that. I see this game probably around like 26-10, maybe a backdoor touchdown by Green Bay at the end to sneak in a cover. But I like the under in this one. Yep, I cannot blame you there with the way that the Packers have been operating. And, Tom, I know you operate very well over at Action Network. Always appreciate the time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. On the flip side, we're going to be keeping Mark aboard, and we're going to be talking some UFC with Mark Drummeller of Yahoo Sports right here on VEASAN, Sports Bank Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The basketball season tipped off last week, and so did all the basketball promotions over on Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for the latest lines, odds, and unique promotions like our same. Game parlays weekly. Place three or more same game parlays in the same week, and you will get a free $10 basketball bet during the months of October and November. Go to betrivers.com or download the BetRivers app today, as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined by Mark Drummeller. Does great work over at Yahoo Sports, taking a look at not just football, but does a great job on the UFC front as well. And Mark, unfortunately, it's not quite the banger that we got last week in UFC 280. That was 
an amazing card. But that said, I do think that this fight night, it provides a little bit of value and even some of the, shall we say, mid-range fights do as well because I'm really interested to see this Dustin Jacoby versus Khalil Roundtree fight. This is one where the round prop it has now gone down to one and a half, so they're thinking that there's going to be a little bit of a finish in this spot with Jacoby being about minus 165, minus 170, somewhere in that neighborhood. Where do you stand on this one? Because I do think that the tick down on the round prop, I think it's warranted. Yeah, I, I like Jacoby here. Um, you know, Roundtree is probably the more explosive, the more dangerous striker, right? Like, if there's going to be a finish early in the first round, like, it's probably going to be him. If he can have his way, you know, he's going to dominate that way and, and really put Jacoby out. But Jacoby's, you know, really seasoned and, and really technical and has good striking defense. And I think that's going to be the difference here is Jacoby's striking defense is going to allow him to kind of weather any kind of early storm. And I think he's really going to be able to kind of take advantage of Roundtree as the fight goes on. Um, I think that's kind of like a theme with some of the matchups we see here. It's going to be interesting to see how cardio plays out. But Jacoby, much more cleaner on his feet, much more technical, sound striking. And I think that ultimately shines through as long as he can, you know, stay out of harm's way in those first couple minutes. You know, when you look at Jacoby, just a fascinating story, you know, 6-0-1 since he returned to the UFC. Um, and his really, you know, he's won four straight. And he's really kind of had a little bit of a resurgence in his career. And he's been in there, you know, with, with some really tough competition. So I think he's going to get the job done here. I think he's the rightful favorite at minus 175. I played him here. Um, it, it's just a great story. And I think that he can stay out of danger early and get this W here. I do think that Jacoby has a good shot of being able to get it done. Like I said, I do think that the tick down in terms of the round prop, I think that that's warranted in this one as well. And then... This is a line move that I don't know if it's warranted because we've got Andre Arlovsky. He's going to be going up against Marco Rodrigo de Lima. And de Lima, he started out in a lot of spots a very small favorite, minus 125, maybe a little bit more than that. We've seen him go up to minus 245 and minus 250. I'm not sure about you, but this just feels a little bit out of whack. At minus 125-ish, oh yeah, I think that you've got a little bit of value with the favorite, but... Going up near, over double the price, that just is very, very strange. It's something that you rarely see. Yeah, I took a shot on Arlovsky here, and it, it's rare that because I'm very big on, you know, age is is a very big factor in these fights. And, you know, you look at Arlovsky, it's his 55th career fight. He's 43 years old, you know, but he's the coin flip king. I mean, the, the judges love him. Every time the fight goes to the decision, he gets his hand raised. Doesn't matter if he wins or loses, he ends up with the W. You know, the judges really, you know, favor Orlovsky. And this is another fight where Delima is going to come at him early. He's going to try and, you know, put him in danger. Going to try and knock him out in the fight early. Um, Orlovsky has good lateral movement, you know, and really has good footwork in there. And one of the key things in this fight that I think is worth keeping an eye on is Arlovsky doesn't like taking fighters down grappling, especially at this age, but the Lima is pretty rough off his back. And I think that that's a viable path for Arlovsky to where if he gets in trouble, if he can kind of level change and, and kind of drag the to the mat, I think he can really wear him down and exhaust him. So um, it'll be interesting to see if he tries that, but you know, if being a veteran at his age, I think he's got to take whatever path to victory he can get. But um, I think at this price, 175, you know, anything above plus 150, I think Arlovsky's worth a shot. Like I said, if it gets to the judges, he usually gets the nod. I mean, the judges love him. Um, you know, I don't know if it's because of his historic career or whatever, but I call him the coin flip king because if it's close, Arlovsky's getting the win.
Yep, and I mean, it's just so surprising because right now I'm seeing across the board this being north of $2 on Arlovsky, and I mean, like I said, this is a fight that it started out like minus 130, minus 140, as low as a minus 125, and I mean, they're getting to Lima in that spot. Yeah, that's relatively good value, but now just gone way too up in my opinion, so I do agree with you on that one, and then this one we've seen a little bit less of a seam move on. Max Griffin, you know, put up right around about a minus 180, now he's between minus 185, minus 190. So it's held relatively steady against Tim Means. I do think that this is one of the more interesting fights, though, because with Means, I think that he's being a little bit undervalued here, and I think that you agree with me. I do, I do. I, I, you know, Means is probably the definition of a live underdog. Like, he's a guy that's going to fight for your money. When you look at Griffin, probably the more talented fighter, right? You know, has very good boxing, um, very textbook, almost to where it looks uncomfortable. Like it's almost robotic, you know what I mean? But he does a good job of working the body. You know, he can kind of, you know, systematically break you down if, if you allow him. But that's the thing here. Means is not going to allow him. He's a little bit of like a junkyard dog. Like he wants to make this fight a mess. He wants to fight you in the phone booth, get you in the clinch, throw elbows, knees, just just make it ugly and kind of like wear you down until his cardio takes over. And I think that this is another fight where we have an underdog with a cardio advantage to where if he can just, you know, get into that late second, third round, he can really take over the fight. And it, at this price, like, I think it's worth a shot. So I took a stab with Tim Means. You look at, you know, the fighters that he's been in there with, you know, lost to Kevin Holland, uh, lost to Daniel Rodriguez. But those are really good fighters. Like, they're very, very talented fighters in the promotion. So um, I think that experience is going to help him out in this. And I, like I said, I think he's live. This thing gets past midway, you know, in the second round. So I like Means here. Um, definitely at this price plus 150 yeah i think that's a little bit disrespectful to means myself and then the main event because we've got a lot of shorter money lines in this one you really don't have a whole bunch of big giant demonstrative favorites you've got one or two on the board like joshua weems is a massive underdog against christian rodriguez you've got that to start things off but really past that you don't have a lot of demonstrative numbers but that said this kelvin cater versus arnold allen fight it's gonna be very solid right now with allen very slight favorite between minus 110 to minus 120. This is a pick em in some spots as well with the round prop a little bit higher up. And it feels like, and we were talking about this a little bit off air, if you like Allen, you probably like a little bit more of a finish in this spot. If you like Cater, you probably like this to go a little bit more the distance. Take me through your handicap of this one because I do think that it's a fascinating one. It really is. It really is. When you look at these two fighters, you know, uh, you know, Allen has just run through the division so far. You know, he's 9-0. and um, he's had a, uh, impressive stoppage against Dan Hooker where, you know, he was just, tra they were just trading bombs and it was just bombs after bomb until somebody fell. Hooker finally ended up, actually didn't fall. The ref kind of, you know, stopped it, stopped the damage. But, um, Allen, like I said, really good left cross, um, and has a lot of tools. And I think that's really going to be the key of this matchup is, is, you know, Cater wants to keep it standing, has very crisp boxing, very technical, you know, Allen, a little bit more explosive, a little stronger, right? But, you know, if he uses his leg kicks to try and, like, compromise Cater's mobility, I think that's really going to help him in this fight. And, and he could kind of, like, 
you know, wear him down that way, take him to the mat, utilize his wrestling. He has to kind of slow down the pace, Allen, I think, if he wants to win. If he just stands in the center at Octagon and goes strike for strike with Cater, Cater has too much experience. Uh, you know, I think he's going to be able to take him out here. So um, I think that Allen has the tools to win, but I think Cater's experience, he's going to kind of, we saw against Hooker, Allen's willingness to just kind of fight fire with fire. And he actually got rocked in that, in that, in some of those exchanges. So um, I think we're going to see a lot of that cater kind of leading them into that kind of fight and then taking advantage and kind of winning more rounds over the course of the five round fight yep i think that this is going to be a great fight and it's not quite what we got in abu dhabi last week but with that said i do think that we're going to have a great fight night here and mark i know that you absolutely love the ufc you do a great job handicapping both football and the fight game always do appreciate having you aboard thank you thanks for having me greg Always great to have Mark Dremeler aboard. He does a great job over at Yahoo Sports. Take a look at both of those. And just want to pass this along as well because I let off the show talking about Damian Lillard, him going out of the game against the um, against the Miami Heat as Heat. They were able to run and hide with that game. This is according to Sean Hyken. It appears as though Damian Lillard would have been able to play the rest of the game if it were a playoff game. And this is according to the tweet at Hyken. He says that he's not going to need an MRI, but he's expected to sit out Friday against Houston. So anyone that's going to be taking a look at that Friday game, you want to be counting Damian Lillard out of your handicap, but is hopeful to play next Wednesday against Memphis. He doesn't seem overly concerned about, and that is the end of the tweet. So sounds like you're going to be without Damian Lillard on Friday, but doesn't seem like it's too bad of an injury. And that leads us to the pro tip, Vsin.com slash subscribe for all these and it goes in with the Damian Lillard injury once he went out of the fold certainly you saw a fall off with the Portland Trailblazers if you see a star guy get injured in game can provide a lot of good in-game betting opportunities fading that team that loses that star player and in hour number two we're going to be leading it off by talking a little Thursday night football right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN the Sports Betting Network Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one, Cash and Tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can find the right disorder, so you can find the right disorder, so you can find the right disorder, so you can... Hey Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Castrol Edge can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $36.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply.
Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.